trucking down to hot Atlanta today for the Am Better Health 400. Sunday, that's today, Chuck, 3 o'clock. It is. We're going to do a little spare change, give you all a little preview of what to expect because Atlanta's crazy right now. How crazy. so? What's, what's, what's the craziest thing about it? It's like a short track super speedway. It's like if, it's like if Richmond and Talladega had a baby. Oh, boy. Richadega. Super short way. And you know what it's exactly like if they took Atlanta like a mile and just added banking to really it. Really paved it real high. That is actually kind of what it's like. It's pretty <laughs> pretty wild. It's your best racetrack. Statistically my best racetrack. Are you going are you looking for revenge? No, I'm looking like, hey, we have to go win because there's really only four tracks that we're capable of winning at. And this is one of them. So hopefully we can throw a little flyer here, find ourselves towards the front. It's not gonna be easy. Track position's hard to get. You have to to uh, get it when you can, and it's just going to be wild with this green flag. If we have the green flag stop with the pit road entry, getting into turn three, it's going to uh, definitely change the strategy up quite a bit. But I'm interested to see how the track races, being a year of age on the asphalt. Eventually, it's going to continue to get worn down by the elements, and it's going to be slick, but it's still going to be locked down for the foreseeable future. Big, big question for this weekend, change in pace. We saw that Atlanta move pit road entry mm. to the end of the backstretch. Yeah. Is that? You're going to be on that thing for like a week. You're going to be on that pit road for a long time. Yeah. You don't want to pit under green. Question, is that, so you're on the driver advisory council. Yeah. Is that something that you guys came up with or is that, is we, that like a driver thing or is that a, is that a um, track thing? We wanted to have two different pit road speeds. We wanted to have like third gear, 5,000 something like that that's you know a 80 miles an hour pit road speed and then your 55 mile an hour pit road speed apparently with their loops or their software whatever they have to measure pit road speed they couldn't have two separate pit roads um or pit road speeds so it's gonna be gonna be interesting for sure it's gonna look weird rolling 55 miles an hour down all the way through three and four so was there a problem there last year is that why we, doing we got lucky with how Nobody had to pit under green because there's really not a good blend. Yeah. And the reason why pit, green flag pit stops at Daytona Talladega work is because you have a 200-yard, 300-yard runway to slow your car down from 200 miles an hour to 55 miles an hour. Yeah, Here, you'd have to be slowing up in the middle of the racetrack. So I definitely applaud NASCAR for trying to figure out a solution to that. I just don't know if it's going to be – the the most ideal situation. So they said today they were going to put markers on the back stretch to let you guys know when you guys were getting close to the commitment line and all that stuff. Is it because Atlanta is so much, it's a full mile smaller than Daytona Talladega? Do you anticipate getting to the end of that back stretch and if, if you're not paying attention to the markers and having an oh moment? like You're, you're going to have to be breaking almost out of two. You know, halfway down the backstretch, you're going to be all in the binders, all you can get. And the only time that you get to run it is after qualifying when you're going three seconds slower than what you would be in a pack. So there's going to be a lot of mistakes made, I believe, blending, trying to, you know, we see crashes at Daytona Talladega under green flag pissoffs all the time, and you have an infinite amount of room to blend. Now we have a very limited amount of space, limited runway with different OEMs trying to do different fuel strategies it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare with a longer pit road if there, we see a green flag stop is there more concern for speeding on pit road 
Kyle Busch, Noah Gregson, both of those guys come to mind that have had trouble so far this year. Obviously, with with more length there, with more loops, it would make more sense. You'd have more opportunity to speed. Well, for sure. And you have, you know, you're at the mercy of your engineer that sets the lights too, right? Because if your lights are a couple hundred RPM off, you can be the best driver in the world and you just run your lights. And if they're not programmed right, then you look like an idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? So a lot of the times the blame for speeding on pit road is equal on the people who program it than they do the guys who blow through it. Because rarely does somebody blow through lights. Like you are running your lights and you're pushing them. But if you don't know the threshold of that and if the threshold's a little bit higher than what when you're going to see the radius of the corner play into effect too because you're literally going the how you position yourself closer to the to the track, closer to the infield grass, that makes a difference on – the amount of time you're in that segment because the segments are pie shaped, right? So if you're closer to the grass, you're going to be faster in that segment running the same amount of lights. So when we go to the simulator tomorrow, we're going to spend a lot of time running those and just, there's not a way to gauge your speed. I don't think on the simulator, we'll have to look at that tomorrow, but we're going to be spending a lot of time with that. Just trying to maximize that. If you're 0.7 miles an hour slower, if your lights are conservative, you could get gapped over the course of pit road, five car lengths, six yeah. car lengths, and you can't give up six car lengths from the time you get into turn three to pit road. It's just well, hey, here if it's six car lengths somewhere else, it'd be twelve here, right? Even more. Who sets your lights? Like, what's your guy's my, name? My engineer. Your, I think name? Spark does too. Okay, so if you speed on pit road, it's Spark's fault, not your fault. Absolutely, his saying. fault. Spoken yeah, like I, a real I driver never, here. Yeah, I never speed on. It's never my fault when I speed on pit road. When's the last yeah. time you spent on pit road? Yep. You better shut your mouth. I, I don't think year. I've ever heard you call for no. They don't call. They don't always call it for you know. I spent like eight times last year. This is what you it's usually when like my like I'm two laps down and I'm just like all right, let me push my lights here a little bit and see if it's worth getting up. And we spent okay, we're already in the back. We need a driver shirt. I won. We lost. You fix it. Yeah, that's what we need. Or rule number one: it's never your fault. Rule number two: revert back to rule number one. That's the that's the shirt. That's the booklet you get, actually, when you make it as a cup driver. That's the booklet they give you. So I do have a, a question about the actual racetrack. When do you think that age will start playing a factor? I know we're just a year on it. When do you think it'll start to age in, and how do you think that will affect the racing that we see in the cup series on that track? I think right now the, the cars can afford to be super stiff and really trimmed out, really low. Um, not very compliant to be able to make mechanical grip and, and just keep the, the aero platform as low and as sleek as you can get it. But as we start to get a little bit aware on the asphalt, as you're starting to look for mechanical grip over the run, you're going to see cars, uh, you're going to see some guys favor to be still low drag, low downforce, and then you're going to see some guys start to build some downforce in their car like we used to see with the old Daytona cars. You're going to see some guys be good on new tires, some comers and goers. I think that might be three or four years out. But we're never not pack racing there. Depends on the package, right? As long as you, we keep these 8-inch spoilers on with, with no horsepower, you're going to be in a pack just because the the, wake's big, the wake is big. So until NASCAR takes spoilers off, gives us power back, we're going to be running all on top of each other. Is it easier to get runs here than it is at Daytona and Talladega? It's, easy to, it's easier to make runs because you can lift. Because if you're third, fourth in line, you actually have to lift to make the corner. Versus at Talladega, you're wide open the entire time and handling doesn't really So if you're third play. or fourth, you have to lift. But if you're leading, you don't. Because mm -hmm. the draft is pulling you that much harder? You could 
you could drive if your car's not handling good and it's at the back end of a run you could have you might have to lift if your car's driving bad in the lead drive a push into it you can drive a push into the into the banking so the you know straightaway super flat the the corners are banked i believe 28 degrees so you can overload the right front tire getting in the corner and then just build a push into it so i think that's been our strength the last couple times we've been there with almost winning running the fifth there our cars handle really good because we build a little bit of compliance to it so i can hold it wide open and maneuver a bit better what's the one thing you're not going to do if you're leading the race with three to go give up the lead how are you not going to do it block it you're not going to give up your right rear quarter panel damn it Uh, yeah but right but the easiest way to block somebody is to give them your right side door and like chase did push you wide and then get your connect to your help back on the bottom so it's really situational the biggest thing is you want to keep the lead tight you want to you don't want to let the guy run in second back up and get a run and be able to pick the bottom or top because you just have to hold on to the lead at all costs because it's hard to get it and you want to keep it when you got it chuck is this the first week that uh, another manufacturer other than chevy wins the race no no you no. think that that streak keeps going yeah because the seven cars chevrolet hey there you go so you're picking yourself yeah who are you picking? Well, I'm I'm gonna go with the seven because I like that stat of uh, the Chevys winning. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Ooh, not so. So he's he's taking the Ford. To break yeah, I'll it. take a Ford as well, but I'm gonna go Austin Cindric. Ooh. So question for you: Do you know how many times in history a single manufacturer has won the first four races? What about first five races? Well, that, I, I'll get to that, but the first four, like that's sort of your benchmark. Yes, I'm. I think I know how many. Um, Twenty-one years. Three. You said how many times? How many times? Oh. Not how many years since. Yeah. Oh, three. <laughs> Including this year, we had 52, 92, and 01. So three years. So Only four because now. Four, four years now. Four years now. Yeah. You lose nonsense. 65, you, you had, uh, sorry, in 52, you had a HUD. Uh, yeah, it was Hudson. Ford in 92, Chevy in 01. And in 07, Chevy won 13 of the first 14 races. Mm. But Kenseth broke it up at Fontana Ooh. with a... Uh, that's a, 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 a hell of a run. Yeah. Talk, tell do you me know about the it. other stat with that? What did those manufacturers go on to do that year? Win the championship. Yes, sir. Ooh. Hmm. Well, well, strength in numbers. That would suck if that was true. <laughs> <laughs> strength in numbers, but GM Chevrolet looking strong already. Hopefully, we can keep it going today. It's going to be a super exciting race. That's all I got because I got to get to work here today, Chuck. I'm excited. Get that Celsius Camaro in the wind. And make sure you guys tune in to Spare Change. Like it. Do all the things. But then tune your televisions to Fox at 3 p.m. Eastern time for the AM Better Health 400. This is Stack and Pennies. I am Corley Joy. Talk to you all next week. Bye.